Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is Pathfinder 319 Race Builder. This is part of our 300 series covering advanced topics. With the advanced race guide came rules on how to create player races, and I haven't stopped since. <laughs> yeah, this is something that's, I would say, needed. Anyone who's running a game probably wants to introduce a new race, and now we have rules to create what are hopefully balanced races. I mean, so much of gymming Pathfinders creating custom content, it just makes sense. And this was one of my favorite books in the core line. I always wished it got a sequel. The fact that they gave me this ability to continue to add to it myself is phenomenal. So we're going to explain to you guys how to make your very own race. Step one is concepting. Quote, a race is more than just a group of individuals with similar qualities and traits. A race is a collection of people with a shared history and cultural identity. Before starting out your race, you should ensure they have a place in the lore of your world. Yeah, the book gives you some great questions. Where does your race tend to live and why? What does your race look like? How does the member's appearance help them adapt to their typical environment? What is your race's history? Does it have a creation myth? Were there pivotal events in the race's history? What kind of relationships does your race have with other races? Does it have allies, competitors, enemies, hated foes? They seem to have very much focused on that one. There was a lot of hated foes, <laughs> at least in the core, if I recall. What classes do your races tend to favor? Okay, that one's a little ridiculous. Next is, does your race have proficiency in Microsoft Excel? <laughs> well, I mean, after every race overview we did you would always say oh this race is good for this class with its ability score traits yeah but i'm speaking from a power gamer perspective and saying these stats fit really well to do this i mean yeah something with an intelligence score is going to be good at being a wizard but it would strike me that a race something as wide reaching as a race could really be any class and what i find interesting is that a lot of the list here i would attribute more to culture obviously one race is going to have similar culture but this seems more of a cultural thing you can have humans with different enemies and different creation myths yeah but it's it's sort of putting them into a a more understandable box or maybe i should say a less complicated box than real races race has always just been a a, a strange word with synonyms that aren't truly synonyms i think that's part of the reason in second edition that they've voiced that they are intending to use a different word which was ancestry which i would argue that in in the world of pathfinder race is perhaps the only time we can accurately say race and mean different races a cat folk being different from a human whereas i'm not so fond on saying that a black person is a different race than a white person so answering these questions no christian i would really not like to gloss over some opportunity here for some real political discussion <laughs> i feel like i've opened this door and you're not walking through it I will, I'm just holding the door open for someone else. Oh, look, no one else is coming. I'm going to head back to the Uber. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was very responsible of you for to get an Uber. We knew you were going to go out drinking tonight, and that was just, um, you know, very proud of you. <laughs> and let's, let's open that door and go through the responsible drinking alley. Is that what I have to? I have to get you drunk, and then you'll start talking about this sort of Ranting thing? Ranting and raving. <laughs> and giggling. Why are they calling? ancestry first edition was fine for my parents it was fine for us it should be fine for our children what because i'm an elf when i turn 70 year old i just get an extra five foot move speed where'd that come from <laughs> oh my ears just suddenly got sharper okay <laughs> but answering all these questions is going to be very important for the race much more important than the stats 
it wouldn't be very interesting if your player asked you to play some kind of half undead race and you stat it out, but there's zero reason behind it. There's no history. They're the only one of their race. When people ask them about them being this undead thing, they're like, eh, I don't know. I just thought it was cool. Yeah, this is where I, I write my most interesting things. There's like a big paragraph or there's several paragraphs, a big section at the start of every race that gives you lots of information like society and things like that. And I love uh, letting sort of my writer's mind go wild for my race ideas here. And then from that, you can fill out a lot of the rest of the stuff. It gives you a good foundation to start on, to move you on to step two, racial qualities. And before we talk about racial qualities, we'll have to talk about race points. So when you make a race, you're going to be sort of point buying its traits. And you do this with race points. And there's three sort of power levels for your race. Standard, which is 1 to 10 RP. Advanced, which is 11 to 20. And Monstrous, which is 20 up. For example, most of the races we saw in the core were standard. Predictably, a lot of the ones in the advanced race guide were advanced and there are some limits to how you can pick traits but if i explain that now without explaining the traits you might not understand but there's a little there's a helpful little table that you can look up when we're buying our racial qualities and racial traits you will sometimes come across things that will give you back rp you'll pick sort of negatives that cost negatives <laughs> if you have a slow move speed for example it costs minus one rp so you get an rp back to spend well christian i never knew this races advanced and higher should be considered a level higher when calculating average party level good to know i've never considered that there's actually a table here that says according to how much race points your race has when you should consider them one level higher than the rest of the party in terms of average party level. I'm glad they answered this because there's a point where your racial traits aren't as powerful as your class abilities. So if it would just said flat, always considered it one more, I'd be like, I'm sorry, what? But what are exactly racial qualities, Christian? Again, I'm not, I'm not sure why they're grouped together, but it includes your list of your creature type and your subtype, your creature size, your creature speed, their ability score modifiers, and what languages they know. Okay, well, let's go over each one. The creature type and subtype. Not a huge list. There's Aberration, Construct, Dragon, Fae, Humanoid, Monstrous Humanoid, Outsider, Plant, and Undead. With Outsider, often you're going to have to have the native subtype, or actually you have to for the RP cost here. And uh, there are two subtypes here listed, Half Construct and Half Undead, which I've never seen used. Half Construct kind of feels like, oh, when they made the Warwood, maybe we'll see it there. No! Hey, you know Half Undead, maybe when we see the Dampire, we'll see it there. No! Just never, never used. The Half Construct and the Half Undead are probably the most interesting on this list. Even the Android isn't Half Construct, Christian. They're not? No! Why not? Answer me, Pyro. I don't know! Why not? <laughs> Send me handwritten ah! letter to explain why not. Send me in. I will not take a forum post. Thank you very much. <laughs> but the majority of this I'm list... Jo th you think I'm going to go to that toxic forum ground? <laughs> so a lot of this list you really can't pick unless you're an advanced race. The dragon type is 10 race points right out the gate. So if you're picking dragon, you're basically automatically an advanced race. Same thing with the plant type. Undead is 16 race points. Construct is a whopping 20 race points. So you have to be monstrous to be a full construct. There are other types in the game. Animal, magical beast, ooze, outsider, even vermin. These aren't presented here with race points. So sure, yeah, you can use them, but you're going to sort of have to figure out how powerful you think they are. 
What's most interesting to me here is the half undead and the half construct. They're actually fairly well balanced and kind of fulfill that fantasy that's really hard to get otherwise. And both of them are under 10 race points, half undead being five race points, half construct being seven. So you can actually manage to make a standard race that has these qualities. They're not going to talk about it too much here in the builder, but subtypes are important as well. There's over a hundred subtypes. I think you'll do your best finding like a list on the internet instead of, I don't think any book has a complete list in and of itself, but these can be very important as well. But again, they don't have race points, so you're going to have to be kind of on your own for that. A lot of times a race's subtype is just its race name. Rat folk are humanoids with the rat folk subtype. Mm -hmm. The time this becomes important, though, is that there are some traits you could pick later that require a certain subtype. Like, you can only pick the swarming trait if you were a rat folk subtype race. So next there is size. Large, which is 7 RP. Medium and small, which is 0. And tiny, which is 4. And really, just don't ever pick anything besides medium or small, please. <laughs> please. But Christian. Tiny's just annoying. Tiny is so annoying. You have to move into other people's squares to attack them. You don't invoke attacks opportunity. It's just dumb. Tiny's stupid. Don't do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna, uh, I'm crushing your fantasy right now. You're having a fantasy in your head of a tiny creature, and I'm stepping on it. Don't do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was so tiny. <laughs> But Christian, there's so many fun rules and spells about like wind blows around tiny creatures. I love it. Well, just cast, but then you can cast shrink person on them and they become diminutive and then it becomes even stupider. <laughs> and also large is just incredibly powerful. There's a reason there's really no large race that's not monstrous. Like there's a, there's a lot of potential for making races here that are not player characters. They're rather NPC races. There's certain things that I'm going to be very adamant here that I think aren't appropriate for a well-balanced race. That if a player has this custom-made race that has some of these options and is playing in a group of normal races, there's going to be a huge disjunction between them. And to help balance out this podcast, I'm going to vehemently disagree with you. Christian, I'm playing this game for fantasy. If I want a huge creature or a diminutive creature, let me do it. All right? Don't you have enough trust in me? Do I have enough? You know do I have enough trust? No. I trust that if someone makes a large size race, they're going to be a blood rager and they're going to enlarge themselves immediately. It's the first thing you're going to do. They're going to become huge. And now I have to balance every combat encounter on the idea that this well, 24 strength have... at level one huge creature can punch anyone on the battlefield and one shot them well christian then either you have trust issues or player issues i have both <laughs> caleb <laughs> uh one of the guys on our discord mr blue sky was asking about larger and smaller and i'm i'm sorry that uh, you're so disappointed by christian's hatred of you and everything that you stand for i think it's fun to do these things you can use the rules other rules here to try to create something that's appropriately balanced and you can also just not be a jerkwad and have fun with it and what if your fantasy was to play like an ogre and you weren't necessarily even thinking about a strength build maybe you wanted to make him a cast or whatever whatever you're even if you wanted to make a strength build you wanted to make him a fighter you can pick things and not be a jerk about it also i remember after uh robert dunn who sponsored an episode just hijacked the end of it to start doing shout outs that weren't he didn't pay for no refunds <laughs> 
he every people are like, oh look we got mentioned they were all excited in discord so uh, christian this could be fun um let's just start mentioning people Ozzy, black Mal, hey josh everlot leon spirit nate hey is this what you want guys is everyone happy ha 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 changing their names though are big you? underscore underscore egg <laughs> des destined to warlock <laughs> Uh, Eightscape, Fixed Penguin. Hey, look at all these people that are on our Discord. Are you happy? I'm listing you. How exciting that you've been mentioned. That is our list of subtypes you can pick from our Discord. <laughs> I so eagerly want to tell our editor, don't turn the volume down there. I want you to be punished by thinking that in any way, any of your suggestions would improve our podcast. <laughs> I didn't know you held such a vendetta. You don't know what you're talking about. Ooh, we'd like to be mentioned. Was that fun? Hey, you know who it wasn't for? 90% of our listeners who aren't on the Discord. You know, Oh, you know also it wasn't for? 90% of the listeners who are on the Discord. <laughs> What's interesting in these rules is that to be a tiny creature, you have to be one of the weird types. Like you have to be an aberration, a construct, a dragon, a fae, an outsider, or a plant. Plants have to be vegetables, by the way. Just want to throw what? that out there. You have to be a vegetable creature. If you want to be a fruit creature, you're going to have to find another game. I want to be a fruit boy. Too bad. <laughs> well, in terms of this argument we're having. No, wait, wait. Quick, Christian, Christian. There's some joke here about tomatoes that ha we have to figure nope, it out. I'm not doing it. I refuse. They've been a part of this podcast for so long. Have they really? I feel like it was once and somehow everyone's carried over this thing that I don't even remember, honestly. Like, people quote things I say sometimes and I'm like, I don't remember saying, like, why do you people remember this? Yes, Christian, let the hate flow through you. Rant against them like I have. Rant against our listeners. Our listeners are the problem. <laughs> That's if... Listen, Christian, we all wish they weren't here, but we just have to move on with the podcast anyway. I did podcast I'm, to be alone. I'm wait, I have to admit, I'm stealing that joke from Paul F. Tompkins, and he did it better than me, but it was really funny, and I wanted to be funny. But with, with this argument large and tiny. No, it was Judge, No, it was John Hodgman. Paul F. Comptons was there. Paul F. That wasn't a name I just said. That was sort of a jumbling of his name <laughs> in a way to maybe offend him, I guess. Paul F. Tompkins. How do some people always get their middle initial? Huh? How does that work? <laughs> Do you have a middle name? I do not, actually. I'm immune. Neither do I'm I. immune. Darn! It's like, or or Wes, who we had on the show, he was he was almost offended, I would say, when we asked for his actual, what his initial stood for. You know, it's just a middle name thing, Caleb. We wouldn't get it. I guess yeah, we just don't understand. <laughs> we, just don't, we just don't understand. So race builder. <laughs> I think that's what the, we're talking about here. So with, with the argument in regards to large, tiny size, yes, you can balance it. You can make it balanced. You just have to try really hard to do so because the game is designed around people being the default. The pre-made adventure paths, the mechanics presented in the game are all designed assuming you are the normal size, which is medium or small. When you break those thresholds and your default size is not that, it's a, it's just a really big consideration you have to make to you not stop find new it. experiences. Like, yeah, I agree. You could, but you had to be careful because otherwise it'll frustrate the person at the table who's a fighter and the ogre wizard over there picks up a club and beats someone better than they do and they're like, well, why why I pick human? What's this? I want to use the race builder. Designed with all the core class, with all the classes in mind. I mean, you know, uh, cavaliers going to have their horse, so I don't think large creatures going to have that much of a problem. That's a huge point against cavaliers. 
actually. That that's like the number one thing people say against cavaliers. Like you have to pick a small cavalier and you have to ride a dog because your horse isn't going to fit into the dungeon. Really? Yeah, people complain about that all the time. Come on, Pathfinder. What's wrong with you? Like go to any thread mentioning the cavalier. It's like the first thing people will say. Like, oh, well the horse can't get up a ladder, so what the heck are you going to do when there's a ladder? <laughs> That's where you cast fly on the horse. That's when you get a Pegasus. <laughs> Wait, can you get a Pegasus? Uh, there's like a archetype that allows you to pick exotic creatures that have certain level requirements. So eventually, technically, yes. The uh, Cavalier I made was a Ghost Rider. So I was able to use sort of, there's like a walk on air spell that sort of continuously casts it on my horse. It's pretty special. But if you pick, if you pick large, you pick tiny. Well, if you pick tiny, you're just a jerk. I hate you. I hate your fantasies. <laughs> But if you pick large, just be careful. Give them a lot of negatives. Don't. This is just one of the smallest drink. sections. Why have we made this so long? Because we're just letting it all out, Caleb. All front loading right, it. Speed. There's going to be no content for the rest of this episode. <laughs> Normal <laughs> speed of 30 feet is zero RP. You can have slow feet. You can have slow speed for 20 RP. <laughs> you can have slow speed. Yes, uh-huh. You messed you that up in speed. every way possible. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, don't make jokes about it because now we have to leave it in. You can have 20 speed for slow feet. <laughs> well, I guess that's in the podcast now. You can have slow speed of 20 feet for negative one RP. Now let's move on to the biggest section, the ability score modifiers. So this is where you pick some sort of stat spread for your race. And despite it being a very big section, I consider most of it null and void. You usually will use the standard. You get a plus two to one physical ability score, a plus two to one mental ability score, and a minus two to another ability score of your choice. This is what the vast majority of races do. It is zero RP to pick that. It is also zero RP to pick the human heritage one, which is you just get a plus two to any single ability score of your choice during character creation. But that requires you to have the human subtype. Right. So half orcs, half elves, they're the ones that usually get this choice. To go over some of the other ones here, specialized. This is one race point. You get a plus two and two ability scores of your choice. With specialized, you pick either mental or physical ability scores. You get a plus two to two different scores in your chosen type and a minus two to an ability score of the other type. So you get plus two to two physical, minus two to a mental, or vice versa. There's a bunch here. I've I don't think I've often strayed away from standard. The second you stray away from standard, things start to get weird. Just flexible two race points members of this race gain plus two bonus to any two ability scores that is insanely strong that's really really powerful and is just leaving way for cheesing things i think that maybe was some was the hobgoblin had that we were like what what's going on who else had it my favorite one of my favorite races caleb the asimar oh and i hate the asimar because they don't have any weaknesses Right then. Uh, they're a great race, and you're just patently wrong. <laughs> uh, also, one of the races that's really fun conceptually, that's not how you say that word, but I've not played because of how much of a downside it is, is the Kobolds. Mm-hmm. They have weakness, which is two bonus to one physical ability score, two bonus to one mental ability score, and minus four to any other ability score, I believe. Either that or mixed weakness. The weaknesses here are actually a big way to potentially balance some of the more powerful options here weakness and greater weakness are ways to make some of the more ridiculous options less offensive greater weakness is you get a minus four penalty to either your physical or mental a minus two to the same one and then a plus two to another score so you could say have plus two strength 
minus two intelligence, minus four charisma. You're usually safer with the negatives because you, you can't really break having a bad score. Like I said, my personal suggestion, stick with the, the zero RP, stick with standard. Then the last part here is language. There's standard for zero RP, where members of this race get to start with common, plus their racial language if they have one. And then you get to choose up to seven languages of which they can choose from if they have a high int score. There is, there's linguist, which is one RP, which is the same thing except... They can choose from any language if they have a high-end score. And xenophobic, in which they do not start out with common. And they only choose, and they only have up to four languages they can learn if they have a high-end. Note that xenophobic is zero RP as well, so you're actually not getting any race points back for what is an inferior option. It's solely for flavor. Yeah, it's because it's not really a big strength downside to, to be worth minus one RP. But then it moves on to step three, racial traits. And this makes up the bulk of the page space the builder is given here in the back of the advanced race guide. So what are traits? They have categories. Again, I don't know why they're bunched together, but there is ability score traits. Wait, what's wrong with them being bunched together? You said this twice now. Is Are you okay? No, because it, it's like this? an organizational thing. Like if you were to explain to me, these are racial traits, what would you tell me is the common thing that bunches these all together? Why are these traits and not qualities? Especially because ability oh. score is in here. Ability score was explicitly a quality, but now it's gotcha, also a gotcha, trait. Gotcha. I don't I don't get it. I gotcha. I, I understand what you're saying now. Eh, it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Caleb, you're letting this go too easily, okay? <laughs> you need to hold <laughs> on to your hatred. Listen, uh, I save my anger and I focus on my rage on the people who care about me. <laughs> and are interested in what I create. But there are ability score traits, defense traits, feet and skill traits, magical traits... Movement, offense, senses, weakness, and then the very specific category of other. So all these are going to cost some amount of RP and give your race a trait, whether it is simply a static bonus to something or a static penalty to something. There's so many here, we're not going to go over all of them, but we are going to go over some, just sort of give you an idea. The first group is ability scores. Uh, you pick advanced ability score, so you have advanced charisma, advanced constitution, so on and so forth. Members of this race just get a plus two bonus to that stat, and all of these cost four race points. I have no idea why these are here. I think they're really just for power gaming. I don't like it. I would never pick these. They're, they're not even interesting. Especially, it's also kind of weird because it costs less RP to sort of pick, like, say, the advanced you know, ability score modifier quality or the same RP. So, so the only time you'd use this is if you've picked that, and then that is almost entirely for power gaming. Uh, there's, here's one that we saw a lot, Ancient Foe. Choose a monster type, gain a plus two dodge bonus to it. That's three RP. What you'll see in some of these is sort of genericized versions of traits we've seen in other. Like there's Lucky Lesser, where you gain a plus one to all saving throws to two RP. Lucky was sort of the halfling's bag, so here's sort of a generic version of the luck things that they got. Which, side note, Lucky is incredibly powerful. For just two RP, you get a plus one to all your saving throws. That's really good. You don't even have to use a, use a shoulder slot. <laughs> but you can on top of it because it's a racial bonus. So most defensive traits are either increasing your AC, are increasing your saving throws, are giving you some sort of energy resistance, such as celestial resistance, gaining you acid, cold, and electric resistance 5 for 3 race points. So something that illustrates where you have to be careful with picking these traits is dual-minded. The prerequisite to pick 
dual mind is you're some kind of half race and you get a plus two bonus to all will saving throws for just one race point. That is sickeningly powerful. Nothing, none of the other options really come close to this. So yeah, this is something you've revealed to me that the prices aren't perfect. You're going to find some things that you're like, what is this? What is this? What is this for? This one's only one. You can really sort of go out of your way if you're, I guess, like anyone Christian plays with <laughs> and ruin everybody's fun by creating a powerful race that seems by the RP cost to be not as powerful as others. You don't need to pick first Neblin. You just need to pick the right <laughs> traits here that have no coherency with theme unless the theme is being better than everyone else. <laughs> my race's theme is it's just better than you. <laughs> my, my race is anime protagonist who's just naturally good at everything. <laughs> I love the game spot the anime protagonists <laughs> so much. You know, talking about there's like a room full of normal people, but this one person that's colored better has blue hair. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Looks like a Fire Emblem character. Yu-Gi-Oh is a huge, huge perpetrator of this. <laughs> just seeing Yu-Gi-Oh's hair in a classroom. <laughs> well, it's... It's not really the people I play with, Caleb. It's just me projecting. My flyers are fine. It's just me. Oh, okay. I, I, I know what I'm tempted by. <laughs> well, I'm glad you've uh, you've been able to admit it and you've saw it, you've found something out about yourself. Hey, spell resistance is only two RP. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's not even an advanced one. Wow. Yeah. Speaking of, there's advanced defensive traits which you can pick only if you're an 11 or higher RP race. Fast healing one is six RP, for example. If you are an undead type. You can pick skeletal damage reduction just in time for Halloween to give yourself DR5 slash bludgeoning. Spookums. <laughs> Only two race points. <laughs> so next is feet and skill traits. These are either going to permanently grant you a bonus feat or just innately give you a bonus of some kind of skill. To give an example, camouflage. You gain a plus four to stealth checks while you are within a certain terrain of your choice. The Gripply have this. They get a bonus to stealth while they're in swamps. Skilled, you get a plus one skill point per level. We saw that with humans, I believe. Yes, and that's four race points. That's a hefty buy. Another human favorite, flexible bonus feat. You could pick any feat for four race points. There's actually a weaker version of this. Flexible bonus fee is very powerful, but you can also pick static bonus feet it's half the points it's two race points and you can still choose one feat but it has to have no prerequisite you're saying you are you talking about here at race creation or are you talking about the person who picks the race at race the creation player. gotcha the human one is used to i want to say cheese build you can use it to build upon prerequisites at level one the static bonus feat is a little less rife for abuse but for the player who picks up the race it's not like the human where they actually get a flexible bonus feat right Gotcha. Then there's some magical racial traits. This sort of augments the race's ability to use magic or grant spell-like abilities. This is where you thought it was a little weird, Christian. Like, what class do you want him to be? And I think a lot of people agreed with you because one of the things that came up in our race wish list episode, I think is what we called it, something like that, was, hey, how about all the elemental races have something else than just be a sorcerer? Because every elemental race had a trait that said, if you're a sorcerer and you have this bloodline, how very specific... Here's your bonus. So here, if you are going to choose a class, a magical class, to sort of be preferred by your race, here's a great opportunity to do that and uh, recreate mistakes from the past. So you could pick Arcane Focus and get a plus two to concentration checks to cast defensively for one RP. You could pick Pyromanic, which you count as one level higher for all flame-based spells. And as long as you have 11 Charisma, you can cast Dancing Lights, Flare, Prestidigitation, or Produce Flame 
for three race points. And Hypnotic Gaze for three race points. Once a day, you can cast Hypnoticism for one round. We saw a similar thing where there's actually a lot of races that can cast a or a couple other spells with spell-like abilities based on a theme. I think the spell-like abilities are fine, but like you said, the ones that are specifically, you get a bonus to your spellcasting level and you get a bonus to concentration checks, they're kind of honestly obnoxious to pick. As a player race, as an NPC race, I think it's fine. As a race that the players can pick, kind of annoying. I fully agree with both halves of that statement. And there's advanced magic traits. For example, shadow travel. Once a day, you can cast shadow walk at level 9. And once a day, you can plane shift at level 13 for 5 RP. The, oh, what's the shadow race? Fetchling. The Fetchling has something like this where he can plane shift, which is pretty incredible, honestly. Yeah, the Fetchling is actually one of the higher ones. I think a Fetchling is like 16 or 17 RP. Wow. So I guess essentially just like more powerful spell-like abilities in this section? Yes, and like before, the advanced magic traits, you have to be an advanced race to select. Christian, talk to me about a movement trait. My favorite traits, they're ones that affect your movement. Imagine that. (laughs) Although we already picked our move speed, this is stuff like climb. You gain a 20-foot climb speed and all the bonuses that confers for two race points. Everyone's favorite jumper. You're always considered as having a running start for jumps. Fun! I've never seen this one before, and I'd, I'd pick it. Fleet-footed, you get the run feet, and you gain a plus two to initiative. Mm-hmm. Initiative so you're important. Right, you were just projecting, because this is you getting excited about overpowered. There are advanced movement traits where you can get things like flight, and I'm guessing burrow speed and the like. What do you mean you're guessing, Caleb? I mean, I could turn the page, uh, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm really not gonna. It's just, it's really just not gonna happen. I mean, I know I should. It'd be great for the listeners, but uh, I think we've already established my ire of everyone who is in my life. Why does everyone leave? <laughs> Christian, I was really hoping Burl wasn't on this list to prove a point, but it is. Christian, can, can, what did they, why did my parents divorce? <laughs> why did they, why did they leave? Was it my you, fault? There's a lot of factors. Christian, you, you was had, it because of me? You had siblings, but it was solely because of you. <laughs> you are the only reason. I suspect it as much. And there's some offense traits. Some things here you'll find is like your natural attacks. Bite. Gain a bite attack. If you're going to have a natural attack on your race, it's where you'll get it. Things like ferocity are under here, which allows you to continue fighting under zero hit points. That is four race points. I love how terrible the breath weapon is. It's so bad. Every race that has ever gotten a breath weapon trait, it's been bad. It does 1d6 damage, Caleb. Yikes. That's it. Just 1d6. But what if you make it something cool like you breathe swords? That do mm-hmm. 1d6? Not cool. Uh, it's, it, <laughs> I think if I'm if I'm breath attacking swords, I think it's pretty cool. Oh, hang on, hang on. If you spend a second race point on breath weapon, it becomes 2d6. <laughs> How far can we go with this? <laughs> no, I think that's it. No. All right, I guess if you keep picking that, I'm going to spend all my race points. I'm going to pick a weak race. I'm gonna make them. I'm gonna make them all the negatives for all their traits, and then I'm gonna put like 30 RP into breath weapon, so that he can have even more swords. Christian, I really want to make a monster that breathes swords. We need to talk about this. Can you picture it sucks in to get Ray? Oh no, a fire attack, and then just out comes swords like it's vomiting swords. Oh, but they're all hilt first. That's why they're doing 1d6. <laughs> why stop at swords, Caleb? Why not? axes or lances you'll get some weird things like oh well claws are in the advanced offense trait oh, but the bite was in the i guess there's primary and secondary to consider blah 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 blah, blah. reach is another thing in the advanced offense traits 
It's weird that claws are in there because catfolk, I think, are 9 RP, and they have that as an alternate racial trait. What's that, Christian? This system's fur we're further proving its imperfections. <laughs> I mean, it's all, it's all up to the GM. Although this is more of guidelines, I wouldn't use this as a hard and fast rule, which I guess we'll talk about more at the end. Then there's the census traits where you can get enhanced vision, hearing, or scent. Things like low light vision, dark vision, blind sense, seeing darkness as my dark folk. <laughs> and that was the majority of the list, honestly. It's not much bigger than that. There's a whole list of weaknesses. You can pick weaknesses that give you race points back, but obviously infer some kind of negative. Light sensitivity is on this list, which is negative two race points. Negative energy affinity is also on this list. Only minus one RP, surprisingly. The entire opportunity to be healed by positive energy is a single race point, apparently. Some advanced weaknesses like elemental vulnerability. These, I think, these weaknesses are probably the best designed ways to get back RP. Yeah, none of them are like ones you can pick and be like, oh, I don't really care about this. They're all pretty hard to ignore. Even the And they're balanced in the way that you pick it and you're not like, I can never play this character. Although I'd say that resurrection vulnerability is kind of weird. Oh, wait, that's only half undead, though, so who cares? What's resurrection vulnerability? You can cast, like, resurrection spells on the creature to kill it. <gasps> I didn't know. I didn't. I thought that was only Final Fantasy. Pathfinder does that? Yeah, there's plenty of undead that have that ability. <gasps> Amazing. <laughs> Christian, what about other? <laughs> well, let me tell you all about other. Just like the rest of this list, it's things that didn't have a consistent theme. So there's stuff like amphibious on here where you breathe water and air. And there's stuff like prehensile tail, which obviously requires you to have a tail. And there's stuff like rodent empathy, which means you talk to rats and you have to be a rat folk. The first monstrous option I've seen on the list is multi-armed, which is you obviously have four arms. It's four race points, but you have to be 20 race points or higher. And it says right here that, you know, you get multiple arms and you start arguing with your GM and you never stop. <laughs> Kind of like us on the Discord when you get drunk. I mean, I stop eventually. Usually because I go to sleep. <laughs> when, you, no, when you're sober. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who behaves uh, with less judgment when you're drunk. You on the Discord or me while you're drunk on the Discord? <laughs> I think I know the answer. <laughs> I'm like, mm, you know what I should do? I should poke this bear. Something funny will happen. And somehow I think that whatever's going to happen is going to be anything but bad. <laughs> I think last time you accused me of plagiarism, Christian. <laughs> Me, the guy who cried himself to sleep because he stole somebody's virtual item on Coke Music. What's Coke Music? I'm not surprised you don't know it was a ripoff Harborough Hotel. And I I know I say things for comedy in the show. Ha ha ha. We all know Caleb doesn't really hate his listeners. I am dead serious. I cried myself to sleep because I stole a virtual item from a random person playing Coke Music. Christian. Caleb, I don't know the statue of limitations, so I refuse to comment. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Dev, editor, editor's <laughs> note. Edit all this out. So wait, I want to know what 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 is uh <laughs> what's the racial trait I can buy to be guilty over that? What's the uh what's the thing for that? It's a weakness. It's called Okay. Mm -hmm. I I want to curse me. Oh, look, it's 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 called moral center cuz I don't drink alcohol and get drunk like a heathen. You're going to hell, Christian. <laughs> Where is it? She, and she, I think this I'm is sorry. We should I'm really, sorry. Christian, the the entire religion, that uh, aspect of your ceremony is to drink wine and 
I, I can't, I can't drink alcohol? Excuse me? I'm sorry, I missed something here. I'm misunderstanding. We don't get drunk, Christian. We don't drink in excess. I don't either. Body and blood of Christ. We're vampires, guys. Down the hatch. <laughs> I drink, Christian, I drink I just to take enough, this time Caleb. Here live on the air to explain why you're going to hell. We've never really broached <laughs> this topic as friends, but uh, I have been creating a running list. <laughs> And I have it right here, easily accessible, and uh, I'd like to go over with it now. First off, uh, your nose. It actually says in Jeremiah, or I'm sorry, it says in Song of Solomon that your nose is like a tower, and it's sort of like a positive trait. But that's on a woman. You are not a woman, so let me just mark that one off. You get drunk all the time. Should all the time, drunk, like once a month. Well, that's uh, compared to me all the time, and I believe the Bible says compare to you as much as possible. So, at least let me put that as a check mark. Good on my side. Oh, I do have a section here where I just compare us. Uh, we're both Italian, so you do get a pass on that. <laughs> that's good. Are you gonna start comparing our Steam libraries next? <laughs> oh no, I don't want to cry. The worst thing Steam ever did is put a little thing there. How long have you played this game? No! I don't want to know that! Get it out of here! I'm so glad Blizzard doesn't do that. Oh my goodness. I don't need to know. Put put a guess. Put an estimate, Caleb. On how much I've played StarCraft? Yeah, I don't know. Take whatever amount of time I spend my wife and double it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! What a funny joke. That was definitely a joke we just made. <laughs> Uh, Maverick Indigo, M Muffin, Nazaraj, uh, a Stower, the Dark Ones, Zamal. Hey guys, look, we're, we're back to making fun of you. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. Wait, wait for me. So, once you've picked your traits, I think you're done, right? That's it. You got your race. Good job. Da na na na. Uh, some last little comment about the traits is you can just look at some of the traits from the races in the advanced race guide and just crib them you're gonna have to sort of try to figure out how it's balanced and you know since it's not gonna have an rp cost many of them do here we've seen their analogs but if they're not quite in there just grab them after this point in the book they give a breakdown of all the races and how much rp and what abilities went into building them and it also highlights this imbalance i was talking about humans are only nine race points but they're by and large considered the best de facto racer about any build you want to do despite other core races being 10 or higher race points so rp is not the only way that you can consider these things we also get 11 new examples with art one on every page here we get the gathlane the kasatha the trox the Werwood, and the wervian which all went on to get official bestiary entries we also get the centaur the drider the gargoyle the knoll and the lizard folk and the ogre which did not go on to get official bestiary entries and i sort of had a revelation now i wonder if it's because they're large bestiaries had <laughs> <laughs> B-Series had these as non-PC monsters already when this book came out. Future B-Series put in Gathlane, but they didn't re-put in the Knoll. I don't know. It was just interesting to me to see that they never got recreated. The Knoll was ahead of its time. So we all want to be Knolls. We've already established this in previous episodes. Not disagreeing. Do you think they, do they put water in their hunchbacks like camels? Gross. No. Stop. Why is that gross? Are you just calling camels gross? You're, you're ruining it. You're, no, no, no. You're making it worse. <laughs> you're ruining You're ruining the awesome Knolls. <laughs> Let's go over some tips to finish out the episode, shall we? Go right ahead, Caleb. One of the big tips I have is to look at a race entry and
and follow that for your format. When I create races, I write up a little summary and I have a physical description, a society, a relations, an alignment and religion, and adventurers sections, which all really allow me to do some writing, which I like to do when I sort of create these things in order to get the inspiration to fill out the rest of the stats. So I would recommend doing that first. Um, I mean, some of you, maybe the creation is the most important part for you, and that will be the filler you do at the end, but that's not always the way I do it. Another tip would be if something is close to what you're creating, use it as a sort of template. For example, I made Nekogen, which are like cat folk, but with skin. They just have cat folk, cat ears and tail. Uh, I gave them the same ability score, type, size, speed, vision, and languages as cat folk. And then I just added a few other things. One thing I gave him was Catfolk Blood, which is essentially one of the racial traits half-elves have, but I just sort of tailored it for Catfolk, just to follow sort of precedent. And then that's where I really got to differentiate them is in their traits. I gave them Curiosity, Prehensile Tail, and Nimble Faller. And then I added alternate racial traits that sort of fit the theme. And I determined which would replace which traits by the same or less RP cost and tried to make sure each trait had a similar number of alternate traits that could replace it. So we don't run into the problem we read we run into with some races where it's like all the alternate racial traits just replace this one thing. <laughs> uh, so some of the examples is like a stalker, silent hunter, stubborn. These are sort of like cat-like features that I thought were were great and somebody might pictures there in Necogen, so I put them as alternates. And then from their parent races, I grabbed a couple of default traits. I grabbed the flexible bonus feet from the human, uh, the sprinter from the cat folk, and then climber, which is an alternate. Another thing that can help you out is if you focus on the type. I made satyrs slash fawns, and I focused on the type, fey for them. And because of that, you, I found some things. Okay, well, they have, there's fey damage reduction listed. What a perfect thing that will fit right in there. And then sort of the theme of the, the satyr, uh, I gave them seducer. Because oh, you know, they kind of have uh, that, that lore of seducing with their instrument. I gave them a nap natural weapon gore since they have horns. Two decks, two charisma, minus two int. I sort of picture them as dexterous people with that charisma since they're always luring people in. Other examples can be look at what other races have done. For example, the Whirwood. That was so exciting for us even though the only builder part of the Whirwood was its type. All the RP went into making it a construct. So I want an undead race. We talked about in our race wish list. An undead race would be fun. They cost a lot of RP. It might even be the same as construct. Uh, so I made a forsaken race and its entire thing is its type. I think I added skeletal damage reduction. Well, one thing I did add on top of its type. And then all the flavor, then I had it, I know I have to concentrate on giving it awesome flavor to make this thing viable. It was hard not to write, well, you know, sort of inspiration from World of Warcraft, even their called Forsaken. That's such a, an awesome uh, concept. It was hard to travel away from, you're broken off from whatever lich controls the undead. Then I made a couple that were sort of outside the box. And I think this is really where you can play with this space. Given that the RP cost in some ways compromise this builder outside the box is really where you can sort of work with it it gives you an opportunity uh, because you don't need to be as strict with the cost since it's not an exactly accurate representation of power level so i made something called clock men which were sort of clockwork men i bet you can see where i came up with the name and i made it sort of as a build your own build a bear race where you had sort of limitations and you wouldn't have to go through the whole system and you could keep to a theme so uh, you could choose mental or physical focus they 
would have two plus twos to one type and then two minus twos to another type, which is not a thing, by the way. It's very similar to Specialize, which only costs one RP, but is worse. But uh, I don't know. I picked it because I just thought it was interesting. Then I made up my own language for them to have their own racial language, Clock Speak. I gave them then a pool of 9 RP, which the player can customize their clock or a creature. And I listed a bunch of the traits they can choose from that all fit this theme of a clockwork construct person. And one of the big things you could take away from this is write a little bit of flavor about each trait, even when you're not doing this sort of strange build your own. For example, fast, which is 1 RP. Your legs have been rigged with quick self-resetting springs that cause you to be able to move your legs faster, resulting in a 10-foot bonus to your movement speed. That little sentence, you'll find sometimes a quick little sentence in the advanced race guide when it comes to that, and it really helps set your race. Did you design Clockmen with the intention for them to be player characters? Yes. Did anyone actually use them? One person. And how'd that go? Unfortunately, we didn't have a long time to test it. It was at the very end of the campaign, and it and she died as soon as she was introduced the same session. So uh, she was only in a combat. It worked pretty well, but uh, I didn't have enough examples to answer the question. And uh, another outside-the-box one is I made a ragamuffin. And what I would like to illustrate with this guy is that in your description, you can sort of fit out several of race ideas. In the description, I gave the ragamuffin the ability to appear as like ethereals from World of Warcraft. I've mentioned World of Warcraft twice. I don't play the game. Uh, a cute little pile of discarded magic items or even symbiote from Spider-Man. And you know, the way I made these ragamuffins is that they were discarded magic items that sort of gathered up, came to life. So if it was a lot of discarded magical ink, there you got your symbiote. If it was discarded wrappings or just a couple of discarded pieces that you could use wrappings around yourself to sort of keep your form or show your form, now you look like ethereals. I also did this with Forsaken in their sort of flavor text i gave them the ability to look like skeleton zombies or even husks of shred reptile skin because there was a really really cool monster in the bestiary that was just the shed skin of like a lizard folk that was reanimated undead looked awesome these sort of things i could make three different races sure or you can just Add some cool flavor text in there and cover all your bases. I looked at another race, the Asimoth. They didn't have a mouth. The Ragamuffin is the, obviously wouldn't have a mouth. And the, the Asimoth, you have a telepathic racial trait. So then I just nabbed that, uh, which also affected the languages entry. And here's the really crazy thing. No bonuses or penalties to ability scores. They were like blank templates uh, that when I made everything was very very standard and just no choices made so that I could really focus on the one thing which made them different which is something you can do with your races have one thing that is the focus for my guys I had an enwrap ability which allowed them to envelop themselves around because they're just you know worn equipment shoulder pads gloves things that were discarded and wrap themselves on an intelligent creature and now you change all of your racial stats to the racial stats of the enwrapped creature. You may be a medium creature, you enwrap a halfling, and now look, oh, now I'm small. And the only thing I think you keep is the shape changer subtype and the enwrap, obviously, trait. Now, is this something you made for fun or something that was actually used? Made for fun. Oh, Christian, if you think that I think opportunities of... <laughs> You're delightful. <laughs> I would, love, I would love to live in your mind and see your beautiful idealistic vision of this world covered in flowers and everyone smiling and rainbows. <laughs> well, and really, there's just flowers wrapped in ragamuffin wraps. That's it. Oh, no, everything's ragamuffin. Every house is a mimic.
these are some tips I had based off of my experience uh, creating races. And it's a fun thing I like to do, but it's a kind of a long process, which I forgot to mention in our monster episode. Creating a monster is, it literally takes hours usually, unless you're making very low CR. And even that, there's like a minimum amount of time it's going to take. Making races also takes a very long time. But I got a question I would like to submit to you, Christian. <gasps> I've never been, what? He's never asked me anything before. <laughs> oh, paper or plastic? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'll be the one to laugh at that joke. The nose I will break through either one. I get great. Ne- neither are strong. Neither are strong enough. Fun when you, I told you it's not funny when you make fun of yourself. I don't like it. Can't help me if to go against me. I have a hard time picking favorite class options for custom races. Do you, would you have any good tips about how to pick them? Well, first tip would be similar to how you picked a lot of the other uh, traits for your races. Look at races similar and see what favorite class mm-hmm. options they have for certain classes. I find that I usually hand make favorite class options. I usually find giving a bonus to something unusual encourages out of the box builds, which is usually what I want to encourage for my players. I would think of what do I think the stereotypical or the quintessential ragamuffin, the quintessential Nekajin, what are they doing? Like, are they a fast sneaky person are they a strong person are they a charismatic person i take what i think my quintessential view of them in this class is and give them sort of sort of bonus to something that incentivizes that so if you imagine nekogen as being that they're cat-like they're very curious well maybe give them a bonus to perception checks against certain things or sense motive checks against certain things oh man like satyrs i can give them uh, look at some of the bard favorite options and pick one that applies yes and they already have the trait of seducer, well, then you can give them favorite class options that kind of go along with that. Give them bonuses to charisma checks. Give them bonuses to diplomacy checks. Things like that. Okay. For my tips for this race builder, they're mostly going to be balance focused. I think you should always try to achieve your dreams and your fantasies and try to enact them through this. But in the end, it is a game and balance is an important factor. A good rule of thumb for me is when you're picking your racial traits and your racial qualities, don't just pick a list of synergistic ones where all of them kind of build off of each other. If you look at most races, they kind of have a random smattering of abilities that don't have much to do with each other. But if you pick a race with a that's a large size and has a strength bonus and has a racial trait that gives them a bonus to CMB, well, everything you picked is all putting them into one wheelhouse where they do just one thing. Look at races like the Dwarf or the Gnome where they have like a huge list of racial traits, but they're not necessarily always in use. They don't necessarily all build off of each other. They're each unique and they're only used within separate circumstances. This will make your race feel more real and it'll make them feel more genuine. That's a great, great tip. Also, don't pick traits just solely on their usability, which is going to be difficult because you're me and I just want that bonus to initiative, but because all listeners are Christian. You want to pick more niche traits because that makes your race feel special. You are good in this special scenario. I can smell specific things. We've hit the scenario where, hey, wait, I have sent against this specific thing. My race is has this unique advantage versus if you pick like a static bonus to a stat well it doesn't say anything about your race the gameplay doesn't infer anything special about what this race does a lot of my other tips kind of were smattered throughout this episode before like i would never pick a stat spread greater than zero race points unless it was for very good reason like you wanted to (laughs) exactly (laughs) and i would never pick the ability score enhancing traits at all really the ability score ones are going to be the things that imbalance your class your main points of imbalance here are going to be your ability scores 
and they're going to be your size. Those are going to be the two main things. So what, you have the ability to breathe fire, so what, you have a slightly better swim check. That's not going to break the game, but the ability scores, they're going to push you potentially over the edge. A physical character with a certain size type, with a certain stat spread, is going to severely outperform a normal race. Whereas in a caster-based class with a race with caster-based abilities and bonuses to intelligence or other mental stats is going to outperform otherwise. So that was our race builder episode. We did a race wishlist episode, which talks uh, a lot about races that we wanted in there, sort of in the name. Don't know why I felt you needed to hear more information. In case uh, you couldn't infer. Uh, cover, cover my butt. Uh, uh, the Pyropaint. Uh, uh, spoon. Uh, Stan Francisco. Stan Francisco. All right, li- guys, listen to your names. Listen, it is current year. You can use your real names. You really can. It's all right. I've only had my identity stolen three times. It's fine. <laughs> Please, Sir Brainy. How about Sir freaking your name? Huh? How about that? It really is an artifact of the internet that I hate. What I hate more about it is that there's some games that still are like, oh, no, that name's already in use. What? Half of the games I play figured out how to let nine people have the name Caleb. What's your problem? Because you can't have duplicate entries on your database table, Caleb. I realize I've said this, and we will soon have a guest that is very likely to use a nickname instead of his real name. <laughs> Listen, you're all beautiful butterflies. Choose what you want. I've made my own decisions, and of course, I think they're right. Otherwise, I wouldn't have made them. Kind of like Christian getting drunk. What are we talking about again? Yes, thank you guys for listening. Uh, so our conclusions on this book. I think that this book, we're not concluding this book. Really, this is a train wreck. Thank you for listening to the train wreck. To conclude this train wreck, uh, I think the system is compromised by the RP cost not being accurate to the power level of some of these things. However, it is what we have, and it is in many ways a good race builder. It could be improved on. I would love to see it improved on. However, what it has now is enough if you use your good judgment, and it's functional enough to use, and I have used it. And I wondered if I didn't like it. Just like I've used Christian. If I didn't like him, I wouldn't use him. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll take that in stride, I guess. <laughs> it's good, good and bad thing. You know what that was the sound of? That was the sound of another car coming off the tracks. Christian, how you finish this up? The race builder is something that you could never really make in totality. It's not really future-proof because obviously more things are going to come out with more abilities. And people can think of any number of things for races to do and have to ask the question now well, what RP does this fit into? And it's really up to you to use your own discretion to find out where things fit in. I think as a guideline and as a general rule of thumb to follow to make races, it is a good option. My nitpick comes into the organization of this and that I do have a problem where when something is a quality versus a trait I don't know how to quantify that why is there this separation why is step two and three separate when really it's just you're picking all these things here's this list of stuff you get to pick any a number of them that you want for a nitpick you have mentioned it three times now well it's my only one so I kind of have to stick to my guns here <laughs> okay all in all do you think you'll continue to use it Oh, I never used it before, personally. I'm, I've, oh. the, the races I've made, I usually just adapted other races. Like, I wanted to make a half on Dead Race. Well, the Dampier has, like, eight different sub-versions of its own race. I just picked one of them and then said, well, instead of this racial trait, get this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now that I oh, know God, that it's here, I'd like to use it. I did not know about the half-undead and half-construct options, which actually are oh. very interesting to me. Well, that's often what happens. You find the one that inspires you and you run with it. Well, that's the race builder, everybody. Uh, everybody here, let me list you by name, <laughs> starting at the top. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great RPG podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? 
email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. This episode was edited by Devin Tonell. This is Johan Martins. Thanks for listening. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Christian and I were just setting sail to celebrate Columbus Day. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Pathfinder Academy, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Trailblazers? Trailblazers is an actual play podcast where you can see many of the concepts addressed in this show come to life. Season 2 of Trailblazers has been great so far, and I especially like that you can get into it without any prior knowledge of Season 1. It's definitely a fun adventure, especially if you like mysteries and a dash of cyberpunk with your fantasy. If high fantasy is more your style, then consider giving Season 1 a listen. You can find Trailblazers on iTunes. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen as well, so go to our site tblazer.net for a complete list of the ways that you can listen. So go ahead, hoist those anchors, grab some dice, and join us. All right, we're off the dock. Uh, Caleb, you got the sales? Sure. 50% off and buy one, get one free. We're going to be set on dice for life. Ah, Caleb, you're rowing back.